Hey guys, welcome to Touched by Prayer. I am so excited. It is going to be an incredible night. Yes, it is going to be a night full of revelation. It's going to be a night full of understanding, and it's going to be a great night of discovery because I believe that my guest, Gina Phillips, has some, she has the answers to some of our questions. What are some of our questions? Well, our questions are, what the heck is going on? Is there something deeper than what we've been hearing? And is there a reason for some of the things that we're seeing? Gina has been actually um, a counselor and she is a licensed counselor. And she has found out that not everything that we are seeing is what is actually the truth. And as she's been going deeper and has been delving, God has been showing and exposing some of the truths behind some of the things that we're seeing, especially with um, with some of the, uh, the hate that's been rising up in our country. So without further ado, I would like to bring up Gina Phillips. Gina Phillips, thank you so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. I am so excited and honored to have you on. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Well, okay. I'm excited too. So this is this is the thing. You I saw that you were on the um the McFiles and um, Mark Taylor, who I follow, who has been sharing some incredible truths, some big truth bombs that God has shared with him. He started to share some stuff about you and you actually went on to the to um to the McFiles and you started to share some stuff and I was fascinated. I was mesmerized at the the things that you were sharing with your audience. And I, I, my mouth hung open for about most of the show. And so as, so can you kind of give us just like a little bit of backstory, how this even started for you? Um, well, I am licensed professional counselor, worked in private practice for years. Um, even from my internship, I always um, had the specialty of trauma and dissociative identity disorder. Some people know that as multiple personality disorder. Um, and, you know, I've been seeing and working with people since the 90s with satan from, uh, that were victims of satanic ritual abuse. And I just thought that there were, were um, you know, these covens that were hurting little girls and boys until I had this special client that um, I was consulting on her case. So because um, I had worked with trauma and DID, um, I had a, a counselor that sought me out as a consult on her case. And this woman turned out to be a programmer in our government who does research or did research um, on how to create modern day Manchurian candidates, you know, the Jason Bourne type stuff. And so not only did I deprogram her and lead her to Jesus Christ, but she taught me everything she learned as a former programmer because she just wanted out. And so um, that leads me to um, where I am at this point. I ended up um, meeting Mark Taylor on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I had a Twitter account. And because of these um, children and, and, and adults, you know, I've, I've deprogrammed work with people that are grandma ages all the way down to like four year olds and in between. And um, 
um, learned and realized I can decode their comms. I'll tell you what that means in a minute, how they activate. Um, and so I met Mark Taylor because I decoded a communication that was sent out by the Pope. And so he and I started, <laughs> he started saying, can you decode this? Can you decode this? Um, because people in government and people who are victims of mind control, they um, have secret languages and codes that they use to activate the mind control victims. And so then said, I want to get you on some shows. Absolutely. And so that's what led me to here. <laughs> okay. So let's, I, what I really like to do is let's go back into, because a lot of people don't even understand about that, that a lot of people have been programmed, especially after the um the german war after the nazis and nazis came over to america the scientists were brought over and they were a lot of them were doing experiments and they were actually using hallucinogenic drugs to help to control and to basically get people to do things that they wouldn't normally do which has been called mk ultra correct mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah, actually, um, a lot of people um, have heard of Joseph Mengele, mm -hmm. who did the twin experiments during World War II. Um, you know, we remember from our history classes where, you know, he would do experiments like, you know, see how many bones you have to break if so they die. He was actually working on, remember Hitler's the Uberman, the super soldier? They were yes. trying to figure out how to create Manchurian candidates how wow. to um, traumatize somebody enough that the mind fragments and splits into different personalities or alter personalities. And the trauma is hidden behind a, an amnesic wall that we call dissociation. And so it began, I mean, it actually goes back way further to the Egyptian book of the dead where this was happening in ancient Egypt. But we're going to just start today for simplicity's sake that World War II, Joseph Mengele and, you know, several thousand scientists from Germany were brought over to the United States after World War II and Operation Paperclip was the original one that brought them over. And Joseph Mengele was one of them. I've personally met people um, who have claimed that they were programmed by Mengele. Um, um, older people. But um, he started up MKUltra, Project MKUltra, and later Project Monarch for the CIA, Joseph Mengele did. And, you know, there's unclassified or declassified documents. People can look up MKUltra. They can see that it really, really happened. Um, they were doing experiments on how to fragment the minds of people. The, the thing that people don't realize that even though our government claimed that this research stopped, I have people that I've treated that claim otherwise. Mm -hmm. One of my clients is dead now that was a researcher. And then I have another one that's very much alive that many people, <laughs> they have programmers and they do research and they very skillfully um, program the minds of our children in daycares and schools, 
not everybody is, you know, most people are familiar with like the Luciferian and Illuminati bloodlines and that's real. Not they everybody. Do have the elite, <laughs> but the largest army around the world are our children that have been in daycares and um, foster care, um, inner cities, places where, um, you know, our children should be safe. Um, that's the biggest grouping. And a lot of those people, I'll explain later as you ask me the questions, Black Lives Matter, a lot of the gin. Um, what are some of the others? Some, I've got somebody sitting in here with me. that, uh, <laughs> But a lot of the, those are programmed individuals, the school shootings, where we're saying you have these children that just parents are like, oh, they never committed a crime. And all of a sudden they go and shoot people up. You remember the Colorado theater, yep, the theater. Um, that, yep. um, theater shooting? That guy was working on his PhD in physics or something. He was like a yep. good guy. But then, and you see all of their um, mug shots. There's this blank yep. dissociated yep. gaze. That's a, that's a hypnotic dissociated state. So wow. based on the people that I have worked with, I guess where we're going to go today is to help people to see What's really going on in these people? They do not have the free will to resist the programming that's in them, the rioting, the violence, um, the craziness. And so we'll discuss that a little more. But um, Well, okay. And I love, I love everything that you said because you really kind of brought it back. And a lot of people don't understand what the Luciferian there are so many people and that's really why I wanted to have you on because you can kind of explain it in a way that's going to be simplistic and, and truthful so that people can go because that's one of the things that I really feel is if any of this stuff like hits you like, oh, that just doesn't make sense. Look it up because even paperclip, even if you look at Mockingbird, if you look at some of these different phrases that you have been hearing, they've been in the Marvel movies. They've been in our Marvel movies. They've talked about it. It is not something that we're just pulling up out of thin air. There is something more to it. So can you kind of bring us back to what the, without it getting to be too crazy, but just a very simplistic explanation about where this kind of started with the Luciferian bloodline? Um, hmm. So, so let me go back with, and I'm going to call this person, um, galaxy, um, okay. was the one client that changed things for me that I was the consult on, who was a former programmer in our government. <laughs> um, so it's like, I, I did not realize this was a worldwide phenomenon. I just thought it was, you know, patches here and there. Some of you guys will remember back in the early 90s, things like the Martin Daycare, um, Little Rascals Daycare in North Carolina, where you're beginning to have these children in daycares claiming that they were satanically and ritually abused. And in the clinical field, you also have this false memory um, foundation that begins to rise up. Um, they were ha taking a lot of clinicians license and stuff. And so that was the beginning of the coming into our accepting that satanic ritual abuse was real. But when I began to work with this and consult with this galaxy, this former programmer, 
um, I started seeking out, there's something called the International Society for the Study of Trauma and Dissociation. It's one of the places where we get continuing education credits to keep our license. And so I met in Atlanta at a conference with people from Israel and Canada, US, UK, the Netherlands, Germany. Um, they have um, a small group that's the Ritual Abuse Mind Control Group. And I was seeking help from them to help me to deprogram my client. And when I sat in a room full of psychiatrists, clinicians, even a couple of lay ministers, and they were telling me the green bomb programming in my client was in all of them. They could tell me exactly how it was laid out because they had clients all around the world who had been programmed with the same programs. My paradigm for how the world is set up totally changed. It was very shocking because for the first time I realized this is a worldwide phenomenon. And what I began to learn over the years of deprogramming and working with these people, let's see, how do I put this? As, as Christians, we know that a Christ system will rise up. This is the Antichrist system to usher in the new world order. This, these, this army of mind control children, adults, and people is the way that he plans to usher in the new world order. And we saw this plan begin to be ushered out. It was activated. It's a purple revolution. Some people may have heard the codes were sent out to activate these program people to carry out what they call the end of the world programming. I'm not saying it is the end of the world, but that's what they call it. Um, when Hillary and Bill Clinton gave the concession speech and you saw them wearing the neon purple lapels and tie. OK, and you begin to we don't have the pics to show, but. Shortly after that, you had the Super Bowl that had to do with um, it was in Minneapolis, where, if you remember, the riots began. But yep. the whole Purple Rain was um, an album by Prince. He himself was a victim of mind control. Wow. I can tell by um, his songs and, and his lifestyle. But that was activated at the Super Bowl when you saw the entire city of Minneapolis washed in that same neon purple color. And you saw that symbol of Prince superimposed on the, the dome where the Super Bowl was. And that was an activation code to say to the program people, begin acting out the end of the world Purple Rain program. And also remember a few months after that, we saw. Well, the Emmys for the first and only time not having the red carpet, but the purple carpet. Yes. So I want people to realize the codes. Um, and let me explain really quick how this works. There's a tiering system. And I'll tell in a minute how somebody's programmed. But, but the way that you can um, control massive millions of people is through this tier system. So you have like, we know as Christians, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh, flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Well, these territorial spirits, they're higher than demons. Demons are little peons, but they have a rulership. They have territory that they reign over and they rule over. And the higher up elite Illuminati, 
um, government people like the Pope and, you know, the Clintons and people, they answer to, they summon and get knowledge and strategies and power and all kinds of things from these territorial spirits. It's their religion. It's the whole Luciferian religion. And so, you know, let's say that you got the territorial spirits, we'll call them tier zero is saying, all right, it's time to roll out the end of the world program that we've been planning for, for you know, hundreds of years or whatever. And so then you have tier one, your world leaders will come out and code like this was purple. When did we ever see anybody wear purple lapels and purple ties, especially to an American um, election? Right. So so it had to be a color that you don't see every day. And this was pre-programmed into the people that when they saw it, it clicked something behind their dissociative barrier that says activate into the world purple rain program. And so tier one, the Clintons give that activation code. It's picked up by the media, which is tier two. That's all of your movies, your music, your entertainment. And so then we see it at the Super Bowl, watched by millions of people. The city and the purple is washed out and, and the symbol um, of Prince means something. And then you see it in the Emmys. And then it'll go down to tier three, which is the masses of people. So you start to get locally. So I might have people after they see the Super Bowl, I would have somebody say I'm in North Carolina. Somebody that was in my local area may know in their program. Oh, after the Super Bowl, I saw that I have to watch the Jimmy Kimmel show because it would have been pre-programmed. Not everybody at tier three, things start to break up in the communications and you have more individual and local city areas of comms. But everybody would already have inside of them as the tier trickles down the communications and the activation codes what to do. They may say, call your handler and get more specific directions. And under that big purple umbrella program called the end of the world program, you have many sub programs. The Black Lives Matter is one of those programs that you begin to see setting up. So it, it just gets really complicated. There are hundreds of programs, but that's how they communicate without getting caught. You ever wonder in these crazy commercials, like I just watched a commercial and what was that about? What did they advertise? Yeah, 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 exactly. Most of them are not. It's more the advertising people symbols and comms and codes in than anything else. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> no, 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 Gina, it's, it's so good. Seriously. Like so good. Okay. Um, there's a, a couple of things. It makes a lot of sense because after we had the, re, um, the Republican um, convention that there were different leaders who were trying to get back to their hotel and there were people who were accosting them, but and they were trying to reason with them, but they couldn't reason with them. They said that they had a black stare. I think it was uh, um, Rand Paul who said that. He said that they had like a, he couldn't reason with them because they were, they were saying something about Brianna Taylor and they were talking about, and they were shouting her name and everything, which, um, and, and he was like, Hey, I'm helping. You know, I'm a part of this. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to pass the bill. Couldn't you couldn't deal with them. And it's like some of the things that we've seen that I truly believe that are on YouTube, that are on Twitter, 
the some of these these uh, things that we're actually witnessing, I think it's to shock because one of the things, especially since the pandemic started, um, the Lord really started to talk to me about how the entire world was traumatized, and it's the traumas that causes the breaking in people, which can cause the programming to come in. Correct. Actually, what they're the plan that they're trying to do is they're they're taking the programmed population and now trying to traumatize those of us not programmed so that we'll be easily led into the new world order. Because here's the deal. It's the Antichrist guy he hasn't he's not on the scene yet but he's going to be able to take and bring order out of chaos all he has to do is say stop the riots send out a code it's going to look like it's going to be a lying sign and wonder okay he has that's what i mean by he this is his army this is his plan and so he's using these programmed individuals to destroy to burn to steal to just create to pillage and that traumatizes those of us who are not programmed it's they they mean to escalate this and i'm an intercessor like you of 30 years i've got a couple of you know prayer people online a hundred folks that were praying each week because and i'm seeing we're seeing them pushed back mm -hmm. i can sit and look at the codes and see that we are throwing a wrench in them i can see right now that they're not quite sure by looking at their what they're going to do. They got them in kind of a holding fat. That's, that's good, a real plus. <laughs> that's good to know. But, but they plan on using our own children, um, this generation, the program people, to escalate the chaos to the point that we become traumatized. And people, when you're traumatized, you're easily led, you're easily suggestible. And when people have had enough of it, they'll do anything to make it stop. Sadly enough, most will. Yes. And that's, and, the that's, plan. That, and that's basically the mark of the beast, because as a Christian, you know, we read in Revelations that, you know, we're all like, I'm not going to take the mark of the beast. However, however, you don't know what you're going to do. Like, that's why we have to stay prayed up. That's why we have to keep the full armor of God on. That's why we have to constantly be in prayer, in communication with the Lord so that we do not become weary in well-doing. That's one of the things that I yeah. feel. Go ahead. And only in his strength. You know, anything that I've done, one of the things working with this population has taught me to pray without ceasing, it's taught me a level of warfare that the church is going to have to catch up to. Mm -hmm. It's like, and I feel like that's one of the objectives that the Lord wants to use me for is that we've had a church that we we pretty much ignored that the devil was real, much less that he was out doing these things to our kids. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Doing the things that he's doing. And all of a sudden we're waking up and going, oh, wow, this is a formidable foe. And I didn't really learn about how to do this kind of warfare. Um, and, and the other, uh, and we'll talk more details about the kind of warfare we go up against. But, well, the, the um, one thing that I do want to talk about is that that we have to also understand that we have to look, we have to use that discerning of spirit that we have as Christians, as believers, because 
people can say things, but their actions will always show the truth, right? We can, it says that we will know them by their fruit because there are a lot of people who have been programmed and have been, you know, satanically ritually abused. Let's, let's really call that out. Satanically ritually abused mm -hmm. by pastors, by worship leaders, by, by, you know, different people that they're, um, I actually heard Bobby Connor said he was at a church one time and the head intercessor was a witch. Yeah. And he called her out because the Lord said, uh, you know that she's a witch? He's like, what? <laughs> He's They're like, in every witch. church that's really moving under the mm -hmm. spirit of God. I have I have worked with count um, from many denominations, pastors, wives, pastors, worship leaders, children's church people. Um, they're there. <laughs> They're there to keep us from reaching our full potential in Christ. They cause the divisions. They're there. They go in. Okay. The way that I actually met Galaxy, she was coming in. They do it for therapists. They do it for pastors. They'll send their Satanist people in and they want to find our weak points. They want to control us. They'll be like, is it money? Is it sex? Is it power? What is your weak point? And they'll, if you're a pedophile, they'll have their children who are programmed to seduce you. That happens a lot in the government. I've had more than one client who claims to have been part of this, um, the DC sex parties with pedophiles. And you'd be shocked at some of the stuff. Some of them, former presidents, more than one president. Um, that I've had victims share, um, but they look for ways to control you and exploit you, whether you're in the mental health field like I am, whether you're a pastor, I could name certain churches and stuff that I won't, where they're compromised because they'll go in just like you did with, um, uh, what was the dude? Um, um, no, you, you have, I'm just, <laughs> sorry. No, no, that's fine. I'm not going to name names, that's okay. but yeah, like maybe having sex with her and compromising yeah. them so that you can begin to go in and the church doesn't reach its potential mm -hmm. um, to hold us back. And these people are all over the place. They really are. And you're going to, yeah. I'll have to tell you how they do it. Um, the programming, just a general overview, because I know that a lot of people in the beginning go, there's no way that could happen. I would know. I would know if my children were programmed. And, and I would just throw out there that even if you're not programmed with just normal sexual abuse, the research shows most children don't tell even when you're not satanically ritual abused. But the people who program children know that the more severe the trauma is where it's life-threatening like you would see somebody really killed or you know do the stuff that you know typically is done in satanic ritual abuse you get a cleaner dissociative break the wall of amnesia is much stronger and you're less likely to get bleed through than if you had the more typical um abuse like you might see with like, you know, sibling incest or something like that. You get more bleed through and not as clean of a break. So you can have somebody be traumatized and come home from school and you don't see but very small signs. You might think the kid's irritable or having nightmare or they just develop this fear of water or getting in the shower because they've had a near drowning as part of their a typical um, programming sin uses things like that. but.
Do you I, want me to share in general okay, how a yeah. programming would happen? I, you, and, this, and this is oversimplified. This is, you know, please know I'm really, really oversimplifying this just so that, you know, everybody can follow. But so the initial um, programming objective, like say you have a child that's, I don't know, we'll say a three-year-old. And so it's you'll have medical staff there. The, the most severe um, um, and dangerous times, probably the initial programming session. The objective of that is to see how many splits in the mind that a person you can you can get them to have. So let's say we have little little Susie. And so they'll hook her up, you know, and, and to machines and they'll use electrocution and they'll use, you know, various types of sexual trauma, very um, purposeful. They're not doing this is not anybody angry trying to rape a child. This is very calculated. It's been researched and they'll over a period of time keep torturing that child to see how many times they can make their mind split. Um, and that's, you know, fragmenting of the soul, the fragmenting of your mind. And so let's say that with Susie, they get 100 splits. It could be 800. It could be whatever. But we're going to say 100, 100 splits after they've purposefully split and fragmented her mind. And um, then they'll take each of those fragments and they'll assign one of those fragmented parts of the mind to alter personality to a territorial spirit. So let's say the first fragment, Susie one, we'll say Susie one, two, three, all the way up to hundred. There's, let's say they're going to tie her to the spirit raw and they're going to tie it. They're going to take Susie one, the fragment of the mind. They're going to tie and make her invite in through torture and trauma this entity called Ra, the sun god of um, ancient Babylon. And so what they'll do, they'll be like, Susie, the bad stuff will stop if you'll ask Ra to come in and help you. So, you know, the kid will fight and whatever, but eventually you're going to give in. And so the kid in their own will to want the trauma to stop invites and gives an inroad, creating an open portal into that part of their mind with this spirit raw and then they'll tie it to say Cairo, Egypt. And then you might pull up the second fragment of the mind, Susie two, we'll call it Susie part two. And they might say, well, we want to tie this over in Scandinavia and we're going to deal with the entity Thor. And so you would have a very specific um, type of torture and program put in with Thor and it ties Susie two over to Scandinavia. And so you do this until all hundred parts are tied to a territorial spirit somewhere on earth in a landmass. And it forms like this grid in the mind of that person. Okay. And every one of those personalities will have an assigned color. There'll be codes and signals that are unique to each one of those personalities specific directives. Let's say one of them was Black Lives Matter. So we'll say Susie 10 was the Black Lives Matter program. That's the Babylonian goddess nut. I know from working with people that that is tied to that program. The color black is what's tied to it. And so when they pull it up, if you noticed in Black Lives Matter, you would see people dressed in black hoodies, carrying around black umbrellas, 
that umbrella is a cue. You know, it's not raining, but if you, you know, I would show you the pictures, but we don't have them, but it's not hard to find on the internet. That umbrella, like you saw at Chaz, or the, the handlers walking around when you see the riots and the people dressed in black, the men walking around with the walkie talkies and the umbrellas, they were handlers. And it was letting those programmed individuals who were wreaking havoc in the cities, it was letting them know in that queue, you better carry out the program to destroy the city and bring destruction, or you're going to end up getting flooded with your trauma memories, or that entity nut is going to come and assault you and torment you because it's tied in trying to make you go into the program or carry out the program. Um, and it, it just acts as a cue to keep them in that personality while they're tearing up the cities. But that's a simplified version. We may talk about some more, but that's kind of how the mind is fragmented. Wow. And, and the, there are dissociated barriers between those parts. So the, the, the teenager, let's say that our young adult that comes home is a part that knows mom, knows dad, and they may not even remember they were at Black Lives Matter. They could be. If there's co-consciousness, they may not be. And so you can have these parts inside that you don't even know what you've been doing and you might have been sex trafficking drug running you can be a pastor who preaches on sunday and has amnesic parts that's programmed and you're involved in sex trafficking drug running espionage and not know well and that makes sense because if you you know as different people have passed away like hugh hefner it's now coming out that he was part of the cia and there are a mm -hmm. lot of other you know famous people who've been up part of different, you know, secret organizations and, and doing different things. And when we, when we start to see that, you know, we can say, well, they, they have lost their free will because if they've been splintered and the, the best way that like everything that made sense to me, I remember being a kid and seeing the movie Sybil with Sally Field and you could see all these different people that were popping up and you were like, it just didn't make sense. But then you would start to see the trauma behind the splintering and you could see how there were different things and people, we used to, to call it schizophrenia, but now it's, mm -hmm. it's dissociated. not even close. It's not even. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there, there are things that, that they have hinted to, because I believe that's one of the things that um, the uh, uh, Luciferians and the Illuminati, they like to put it right out there and just be like, oh, that's, oh, that's so silly. That You're just mm -hmm. one of those conspiracy theorists. But they, they have to. you. They ha yeah, but they put it out there. Because I really believe that, you know, Satan likes to flaunt. I'm just saying. So how... Mm -hmm. Okay, so we can see that all of this stuff that's happening, we can start to see that their free will basically has been compromised because now they're just in this, uh, basically the flight or fight syndrome that we all have that's part of us. So we either fight or we, or we, or we try to get out of it. So here they've been programmed that they don't want these traumas to come back. So technically, we can't be angry at them because it really isn't them that's doing it. Correct. Correct. It is correct. Um, 
one of the, when I'm working with somebody is I do hold them accountable for their behavior. Um, okay. It it makes them see the need to work through the dissociative barriers. Like they're still guilty of a crime. Absolutely. You know, like when you shoot and you kill somebody, but it's to help them. And it's like, I believe that one of the greatest harvests of time is going to be this population because it's so great. The problem is many of them have come to the churches and the church has no idea. They nope. write them off as being crazy or stupid yeah. or whatever, you know, demon possessed, or they don't want to be free, you know, cause they'll sabotage. You'll have somebody aggress towards healing. 100% of the program people are going to sabotage. There's something set inside of them called balancing. And every time they try to reach towards healing, other parts inside will come up and sabotage the very person trying to help them. That, that in itself so is a program so that they don't get free. And so the church is going to have to understand it's going to take very mature people who can model Christ likeness where you can. Until you get when you deprogram them, think in percentages, you know, that, you know, you might work. And in the first, you know, couple of years, you only get 10 percent of them free and 90 percent still in bondage because they have to work through those terrible memories. You it's you have to go back through them. You get the ties to those entities. You help them right. learn new skills. But they really can get free children. I've walked all the way through and adults. Um, most people aren't willing to do it because it's so painful and they don't have the support. But the church is going to have to grow really quick, quick and rise up to this ability to be able to really do high level warfare and love the unlovely and those who want to hurt you. Because it's well, the heart of God. Well, okay. So one of the things that you and I were kind of talking about before we started the program is we were you were talking about how it takes a mature Christian who can work through this stuff and and you're a spiritual mom, which I believe is mm -hmm. so key because that's one of the things that the Lord has been talking to me about is the raising up of spiritual mothers. Because if you look, what I've been seeing, especially in, in some of these things, I see that orphan spirit that they, that there are mother wounds, that there are father wounds that need to be healed. And so if you can go in as a mother to love and to not give up, because that's, that's been some of the sadness with the church. We're so quick. Like what happened to love endures all things? It's like, well, sorry, I can't take care of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, all right, later. But if it was your natural child, what would you do? And that's where I believe that that God wants us to the mothers that are being raised up in this in this hour are willing to fight as if they were their children. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, I have laid down my license and am beginning to venture out working with the same population, but from a ministry perspective. Because you and I had talked a little bit before the show that the biggest successes I got was when somebody else as a clinician was doing the counseling. 
but I had to, I said, even though I'm a clinician, I'm not treating you as a clinician. I'm a spiritual mother. And so I took on the role while somebody else counseled as a spiritual mother and discipled them and did deliverance. And those are the cases who went all the way. The others wow. who were in just the regular, I see you once or twice a week, they would stop. They couldn't go all the way. Because it's that human bond, it's that mother bond that will give you the courage to face those really scary things and get the healing that you need. And without it, people just can't do it. So to heal this population, it's going to take spiritual mothers rising up. And Lisa, that's what you said we're seeing. Um, I was talking to one of the prayer groups I have this week about how God's taking just ordinary people. I'm as ordinary as they come. Moms and people who are just, you know, housewives, farms, farmers, wives, whatever. And they're raising them up. They're people who have gone the long haul with God. They're people who know how to wrestle in prayer. Like every one of them's a prayer warrior. Oh, yeah, because like that's foundational for everything. And he's raising them out of obscurity and he's giving them a platform because I think that we've got to see modeled. What is a family? What is a mother do a mother's, you know, like you said, you'll you'll do whatever it takes, even to your own death, you know, and detriment for your child. And the end time church is going to be known for their love and their sacrificial love. So somewhere we get we get in line, you know, we're going to get there. And I think it's just the ordinary people who've not had a platform before, but they have stood. They've been through a lot, you know, a lot of battles, but he's raising them up. OK, so if how would we because I think that some things are hidden so deep. And there are, and um, I've done a little bit of research that sometimes um, they use them for a time, but then they then they let them just kind of go off. And a lot of people who've been programmed sometimes get into drugs and alcohol because they're some of this stuff yeah. is starting to come back. And if they don't, if they're not in the system anymore, that stuff is just basically going to consume them and destroy them. And it's like, oh, they're just, you know, but that's not their thing. But some people actually have to come back in and get like reprogrammed. And we can see that. We can totally see that with some celebrities who've gone off the deep end. We can see the ones who shave their head, the ones who yeah. have just acted like, you know, like what the heck happened? You know, there we can start to see. And, and it's been coming out of Hollywood that there has been all this stuff that's been going on. So how do we or can we recognize if somebody has, in fact, been um, programmed? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, with Hollywood, some of the people like with the shaving their heads and stuff, you'll see them beginning to fight and try to get out. Yeah. But the, the biggest battle is inside of themselves because of the dividedness and you don't your your whole will is even fragmented. So imagine shattering your will into a hundred. It's really more like thousands by that because yeah. they'll take those first hundred pieces and Susie one and they'll sit her again another 10 times and Susie two another till you get thousands of parts. So you don't have the will to fight. They make you turn against yourself inside. You have reporter altars. 
You have parts that were promised you won't be hurt anymore if you'll always tell when somebody does something they're not supposed to. So you might have had this star. So you kind of have like a, I'm, you have a Karen inside you. Is that what you're basically trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> many of them. And so let's oh say some, somebody tries to get out and they're fighting. You would have a back altar. That's a reporter calling your handler and saying, Susie's trying to escape and she just did this. And Susie doesn't know it was her own self turning herself in. Oh, she, she doesn't know people coming to me all the time. And they're like, you know, they're coming to my house trying to get me to go to rituals. Well, it's them that's letting them in. It's just they have amnesic barriers. They're turning themselves in. They're returning to the rituals. And so part of it is helping them to begin to see through the amnesia so that they can have the will to fight and not go themselves. Eventually, they stop going themselves. That's why the deep state's not caught, because you're the one who is making sure your program keeps running. You are the one sabotaging. Wow. All they have to do is make a phone call here and now and do their comms and stuff. But the way to know it's, it's hard for the untrained eye. I mean, for one, one child, you know, the only symptom was like the kid loved water. And all of a sudden the kids terrified screaming bloody murder of showers and baths because they, you know, had a near death experience, which is one of the earliest ramings. They take you, they have medical staff there. They take you to the point of drown. Your spirit leaves your body. They will take that fragmented part of your spirit and it'll be held captive (laughs) in another realm. That's, there's some crazy deep stuff the church has got to learn um, with warfare. But, um, but knowing how it's going to be so subtle. I've seen things as simple as just a child playing Barbies where it's good sitter, bad sitter. And, you know, the mom knew enough to go something's here and the child's sure. taken away from their abusers. And it still took two years before they could even begin to speak of it because the child has seen somebody be killed. And they've said, I'll kill your mother and father if you tell. And that kid's like, I don't want to lose my mom or dad. Right. Or and so, so, so it's hard to know until the programming breaks down. When you begin to see it breaking down, like you did with the Hollywood stars, you'll yeah. see this really crazy behaviors. Um, sometimes the people usually know something's not right. Um, when you really sit to talk, talk to them, they'll know they're not normal. They'll know they're losing time. Um, is the biggest majority. Of course, there's exceptions to the rule. Um, that's the hardest thing. And I'm working on trying to figure out, you know, how to help people to see. Right. <laughs> it's just hard. Yeah. It's hard for the untrained eye. And I could tell you very subtle things. And, you know, seven or eight times out of 10, it's not that because it's you just got to have the eye for it. Well, and I think that, that again, you know, um, that God is going to raise up those individuals who have a heart to start looking into it, to who they start to get pulled into it. Because I'm sure like this isn't something that you're like, you know, I think I'm going to really look into satanic ritual abuse. Like that's not something that, that we want to go to. That's like one of those, no, well, no, 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 we're not, that's not where I'm going, you know, but 
it's where God calls you and he's wherever God calls you, he's going to equip you. And, and mm -hmm. so basically you've been trained probably with each different individual you've encountered. Mm -hmm. And still learning, still learning. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the hard part is there. Are, and if we, if we also look at some of the, the big events that have happened, the 9-11s, the, the John F. Kennedy shooting, the, you know, even the Lee Harvey Oswald. I mean, think about all the shootings that we have seen on national television, the destruction that we have seen. Like it, and, and it started to, to change us the way that we thought where we, you know, after 9-11, you know, we were, I was terrified of planes for a really long time. Like every time I would hear a plane, I would get like a panic because I was so close. And so, you know, there's all of these different things that, that have been happened and it, it's all just trying to condition us to stay in that place mm -hmm. of fear, because that is, I believe one of um, Satan's greatest weapons is that if he can keep us in perpetual fear, it takes us out of our place of faith. It takes us out of our place of hope. If you're in constant fear, you're not hoping for anything. You're not believing in anything. And you're basically pulling back and you're pulling away from hearing God too, because you're, mm -hmm. you're trying to protect yourself. You're almost like pulling inward. Correct. Exactly. And you know, I know this is some heavy stuff to lay out for people. And if you, t I want to encourage people, it is heavy, but God can heal. It's a long road back. I believe that in the future, we're going to begin to see, um, I'm certainly been praying for and looking for times when he's going to be able to work in just masses of people where yeah. you lead them through some deliverance and, and yeah. some memories. Um, because it'll have to be that way. And but for now, I'm plugging along with the way that I know to do it. Um, sort of thinking about like with moms and stuff is if a kid's telling you something's wrong, you know, and they don't want to, you know, you see them just not wanting to go to school, that that sign may not even be there. Trust me that they may say they love school because, uh, you mm -hmm. know, and stuff there. But but just listen to them. And it's really the believing the child um, pulling them. There's just so much. I don't know. I don't even know where to go with that. So I'm just going to back off on that. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm afraid I'm going to share some stuff and somebody will wrongly panic or, but never well, mind. I'm sorry. About okay. That. So no. Okay. So, well, this is, this is where I'm going to say is, okay. So, so God who is omnipresent, and he's omnipotent, right? He's all-knowing, all-seeing. He's everywhere. And if we think about what God is able to do, he was able to help the Israelites bring down the walls of Jericho, right? He was able to part the Red Sea. He was able to shut the mouth of a lion. See, if we continually look back to what God is doing, and we know that where it's coming from, all this trauma, all this stuff is not coming from God. So that means that God has a vested interest in getting his kids back. The, the big harvest that's coming, as you were saying, you believe is going to be coming from all of these people. And I, I had this vision. I was talking to somebody who actually, who does this and works with um with people who have altars and, and splits and DID and, and all that. And, um, and I actually saw him, I saw him being a part of creating a cartoon mm -hmm. 
that was going to be played for, for people that's going to break and going to eradicate the programming. Now, I don't know if that's even physically possible, but I saw it in a vision. I saw this cartoon and I saw him being a part of it, that there were certain things that would be done in this cartoon that they would watch that would actually deprogram. Now, I don't know if that's something that God has planned for some for a future thing, because a lot of the programming and some, well, I should say some of the program has been done through like movies and cartoons and, and different things. And so, you know, where there's, there's their way, but then we have Yahweh <laughs> and God has mm -hmm. a plan. So he's raising people yep. like yourself who he's teaching, who, but I believe that because of everything that's happening, some people don't have four or five years to go through that kind of deprogramming. Like yeah. when, when Jesus was able, oh, see, this is so good. Okay. Not me. So I'm just saying it when I, <laughs> when I say stuff like that, it's because the Holy Spirit just brought something up. But if you look at the demoniac, okay. Mm -hmm. And he said to him, who are you? And he said, we are legion for we are many. Mm -hmm. He had many, yeah. many parts. He had many, many parts. He didn't even talk about how many but he said, go. And so all of those parts had to go into those pigs. It wasn't just one pig. Now, if we think about that, it wasn't just one pig. They All the pigs jumped off, right? It was a herd of pigs. So how many parts did he have? How many demons did he have? How many things were done to this individual where he came back to himself as soon as that God said, go? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just this is, yeah, this type of deprogramming is not like casting out a demon where you say, you know, because I did deliverance back in the 90s, uh -huh. powers and principalities that don't typically inhabit the person. Have you ever read in Revelation 18 where it talks about mystery Babylon? Yes. That they that it trafficked in the bodies and souls of man. Have you okay. ever read that? They literally, it's it's different than the the somebody driving out a demon. I don't even bother with the little demons anymore because if the territorial right. spirits and be able to deal with the strong man, the little guys go. But right. it's it's so intertwined. It's it's really complicated. I'm well, really, no, this I'm, is very I'm, yeah. No, but yeah. what I'm saying is that that Jesus is bigger. Than everything. He, he is. They have a way, though, of making your will and your sins be tied up and you're not aware of them. So you still have to repent of what you've done. Sure. But if you've got an amnesic wall so that you can't see what you've so done, you can't remember. You can't okay. remember to repent. And so do that with thousands of parts and you've just got this big ball of twine. And so it's kind of like saying, yes, you can appropriate the healing power of Jesus, but if you don't know what you did, correct. you know, like I had a lady, you know, recently she's like, I've been a Christian all my life. And I have this person that a, a priest who keeps astral projecting into my home and raping me. And I have no reason to do why I've done everything. I've been to every deliverance person. And it's like, 
what's really there are amnesic barriers and parts of self that you don't have any awareness of that have done. And do you see what I'm saying? And okay. it's, it's, so it's amnesia. not that it's not that there is somebody astral projecting into her house. It's really, That's it's, really these happening, memories. but they have a legal right. And so this person doesn't okay. even know they have parts until you begin to have to take the time to help them acknowledge and find that they have the parts, look okay. at the memories that are traumatic, repent for the sins that they were made to do to get those entities in and do that times hundreds. And okay. so it's this, that's why you can't just say go in Jesus name. It doesn't work because your will really was involved. You really, it's just that you don't, you, you're not aware of your whole self. Your, wow. your will is fragmented, your life. And, and so it's like taking the demoniac. Yeah. Okay. Straight DID okay. is different than this. When somebody was like, say, sexually abused with incest and your mind naturally fragments. Okay. It's like that on steroids. This was purposefully splitting your mind and then tying in entities to each part and then, you know, putting in, it, it, it's way more complicated. I've just, and so yes, God's going to do it. I don't know how yet, but it's yeah. not, it's not even in the same ballpark. The devil okay. did his homework. <laughs> Let's just say okay. humans to figure out and invent even new ways of doing evil. Wow. When it comes to that's, this stuff. And, and so if you really think about it, because sin is what keeps us in that place of death, that if we can't repent, then legally there's a right for it to keep happening. Is that what you're basically saying? And I would tell you things, they'll even have things like this. They'll do rituals where they will, um, there's something called a twinning ceremony. Well, they'll have two to four human beings have parts of another person's fragmented soul go to the part of another person so that you'll have somebody else. It's called a horcrux. There's um, twinning ceremonies where you don't, you even have parts of inside of you. I've seen it in children that are not even you that are inside of you that keep the programming going so that if you start to fight against it, that somebody else is in there because you've done this twinning ritual where you fall into each other and do all this kind of magic stuff. Um, stuff that, I mean, oh my, we could talk a long time just about, you learn the devil's schemes in this. Now the answer and all yeah. that we have is greater in the power, but it's a ball of twine that has to be unwound and knots and things that are in there, loopholes, um, just crazy stuff. Um, your iniquity and your ancestry is, mm -hmm. is used as well. Um, it's just, it's a lot too much to get in here, <laughs> but, well, but God, no. God, it's yes. not the normal stuff. And I'm still trying to figure out, I have some interns working with me and I have that I'm training. They're, they're strong intercessors who worked with SRA, mm -hmm. but they never knew about the mind control because you can deal with SRA people. And if you don't deal right. with the programming, they're not going to really truly get free. Wow. Um, but it's, um, I'm working teams. I'm working with clinicians to try to help us come together and troubleshooting clinicians um, to come together and do this. But, Y'all be praying. 
Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that one of from in the beginning of the show, one of the things that you said is that like prayer is so important. Prayer is so important. And as we continue to pray, you said that there are things that are being held back that they don't even know what to do because if my church begins to pray, <laughs> hello, there, there's a power in the unity of prayer. There's a power mm -hmm. that that we can start to move and, and to shift and to change atmospheres. Because if we look at the scripture where it says that he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world, we, you know, but when we hear all this other stuff as a Christian, you're like, Okay, wait a second. So what does that mean for me? How do I how do I navigate through this? And how do I make sure that I'm I, I'm I'm staying in alignment and in agreement with the things that God has called me to do without getting myself where I'm starting to judge and becoming um and becoming bitter towards a brother or a sister because but I just don't understand what they're going through. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And if you don't take it personally, you know, is mm -hmm. the big part of it. Like you said, if you begin to go, oh, this is some, you still protect yourself and you protect your family, but sure. understanding that you, the hate and the bitterness that it's when we take it personally mm -hmm. that that comes. It's like, you know, you can forgive somebody for doing something against you. If you realize they're not doing it of their own free will. Right. Um, and that was one of the things that I really wanted to get across during our time together was that some people, even some of the bigger people, that that they are, there has been abuse in them. That was one of the things that the Lord really talked to me about, like especially some of the people who've been wrapped up in pedophilia. He he was mm -hmm. like, Lisa, they've been doing this since they've been kids. So yes. it's it's not it's not uncommon for them. It's almost like a way of life for them. It, and so to us, we're like horrified, but to them, it's natural if that yep. makes sense because they've yep. been abused. So, and they make you be the perpetrator from the very beginning. Even when people say the children coming in from, you know, sex trade or the, you know, daycares, they will always have also been the perpetrator because they they tell you you're evil, you're bad, you're one of us. Nobody will ever end you. So even the little children coming out of sex trade were made to be perpetrators themselves wow. too. So it's always a double-edged sword, even no matter how young you are. Now, Gina, somebody actually put that um, they were asking, are you going to start doing some Zoom meetings if people are interested in learning more about this? I, I, I mean, I can definitely see that God's been working on a book on you, but how the heck do you, how do you write about that? I mean, that would be like And, a, and trust right? me, this is this is a pinky nail. I made it. It's so oversimplified. Um, I am, but here and uh, right now I can only work with people and I am doing some zoom chats with people, <laughs> but uh -huh. it's, um, you have to have been either a clinician or mm -hmm. a lay ministry person who has already got experience working with SRA or satanic ritual abuse. Okay. Then I can help you learn about programming, but just to, I can't train you from the beginning of what Absolutely. DID is. It's like, you got to yeah. get, have that already. That's a lesson in itself. Sure. But starting with people already working with mind control victims who understand the fragmentation 
Um, and I work from a Christian perspective. You need deliverance. They need healing. Yep. They need Jesus. And um, but yes, if that you, you can email me. And um, yeah, we're doing like uh, question and answers, case studies, talking, um, working together. Um, okay. And if, somebody be, if somebody's interested in supporting what you're doing, is, is there a way for them to also on your website to go and to sew into it? Because I, I truly believe as you're moving into ministry, you know, um, I believe that, you know, God is going to provide you with the necessary funds because it's going to be bigger offices, more people. It's going to be more cameras because um, I can just see where where God needs this information out. This is so important. So, yeah, there's a donation button on my website. Again, we're just early stages of this thing from private practice to a ministry. We call it darkness to light. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be meeting with a lawyer about, you know, all the stuff of getting that started, making sure that I've got all my ducks in a row. But yes, that's the goal. That is the goal is to be able to form some type of structure that supports the healing discipleship, um, you know, all that this population needs. Um, and I'm trying to do it as God leads step by sure. step. He's bringing sure. the right people. Wow. So that I, I, I am just so as when I listen to you, um, it, it, it leaves a person speechless at what you're doing because there aren't an adequate, there really aren't um, the adequate words to just thank you for doing this because I'm sure that it's mm -hmm. been such a, um, a hard walk to walk, especially because the church is we're so immature. The church is very, very immature. And so that's the other thing. And if, if people are, um, would like to, to pray, do you have, um, you do have like prayer meetings too, right? With intercessors, but do they also have to be vetted? Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right about there are moles yeah. and everything. Um, yeah. I have a Monday night prayer groups, um, 7 PM Eastern standard time. There's about six, people win that um and if if you give out my twitter hold on let me see that and then i have one on thursday at 7 p.m with about 65 people too and i'm meeting the most amazing prayer warriors and moms mm -hmm. who are have a heart for this population um we opened a forum today if you go to my website you'll find it where um, survivors can go in and have real people from my prayer group, people praying for their prayer needs. They can discuss what's going on with them and have chats that just opened up today. Um, but Twitter account is at Gina, a, I mean, the at sign with G-I-N-A-P-H-I-9472-4925. And if you'll tweet me <laughs> then okay, I'll, so it was, um, it was at gina mm -hmm. at phi phi nine four seven nine four seven two four nine two four nine two five two five did you get the two five at the end okay there it is perfect so that way, if people are interested in following you, they can follow you. You can also go to her website, which is gina-phillips.com. You can go and find her darkness to light. 
And my goodness gracious, this was, I, I could literally hear you for the next, I don't even know, because I'm sure that there are so many different levels. And, and so before we end, I just wanted to, um, to ask, what are some of the things that, that we as Christians should be kind of praying against have you seen any new things? Because we heard um, uh, Joe Biden say it was going to be a dark winter, which I believe is also a uh, a code for something. So, um, right. We know that every time, like you know, with the election, if Trump, you know, I believe he's going to get in, and that's what oh, we're yeah. praying and fasting for. Whenever things don't go their way, you know that they call out the case and the distraction and the false flags. And the way I tend to pray is I pray that the programming will fail. Mm -hmm. I pray that um, um, we pray that um, the people who their programming will fail of the people that are programmed and that they'll be able to fight it. And so we bind the entities and things like that, um, binding the chaos and the spirits and the entities. And uh, but that's the main way is praying that the programming will fail. Okay. Um, that God will in mercy, you know, we appeal to him as the good father and these are your children and it was unjust what, you know, happened yes. to them, that sort of thing. Um, but I, I mean, I'm expecting just cause as is anybody, it's no secret that, you know, they have plans of, chaos again more chaos and ex escalating it you know praying for people to see which is what the truth of what these people really are so that we're not fighting each other you know right. that these people you know that feeds the wrong spirits the wrong energy yes. you know that comes out of that but yeah and i love that you said that we should be praying for the release of of love because mm -hmm. that's really what we need is that if binding and just loosing. Binding and loosing, right? Binding the hatred, releasing the love, you know, just mm -hmm. as it is in heaven. In heaven, it's filled with love. And so as we just release, as we start to speak, you know, life and, and God's plans and purposes, mm -hmm. but it takes partnering with God because just, you know, just like the, the enemy is, is a spirit, so is God. God is the spirit and he needs people to partner with him to get stuff and done. to partner with one another because yeah you know part of these prayer groups were done because people were praying alone in their home and i felt like holy spirit said we need the power of unity and yes. in a day 65 people were like i've been praying alone i'm like all right let's do it together yes and um don't do it alone find a buddy join up with somebody because there's way more power in unity absolutely um, i'm impressed that we were able to do you know just the groups yeah. that were praying to stop and halt in the election Come on. what we did that was, yeah. well the, what is you know there's the scripture it says one can send a thousand to fight and, and right and two and ten, two, ten thousand. thousand so imagine as we're continuing and that's why i really believe that they weren't expecting like the unity that's mm -hmm. happening with the patriotism. So if we can just get the patriotism to turn into mm -hmm. the into the prayers of the saints. Yes. And we know that we're going to be known as a house of that's prayer right. before Jesus that's comes. Right. So that's another big change coming to the church. Yep. Yeah, prayer and, and less entertaining. <laughs> that, please, please. Well, the big house churches are, you know, God's been telling a lot of people that that the that they're closing. 
They're they, and they have to. It's it's they just have to because we have to go back to a place of where the the importance is God, not just the show. Yes. You know, I'm just being Absolutely. I'm just being real, but this has been this has just been so awesome and I thank you so much for for even staying longer. I know it's been a little bit longer, but my goodness gracious, I would love to have you come back on because everybody's like, "Please come back. Please come back." You know, there are, let's do it. Yeah, let's let's definitely do that. I had a feeling when we first met that somewhere down the line there that God will pair us up to really encourage moms and really mobilize moms, just average old moms. And I don't know, I just had that feeling after our phone call. Yeah. I was like, we're gonna really mobilize some moms. Yeah, well, and that's the whole thing is that the Lord said to me, He said, Lisa, he says, I've called you to be a mother. I've called you to be a mother. And he said, I'm giving you a heart of a mother because there's a difference. Isn't that beautiful? It makes me want to cry. So when you, but when you can start to see what a mother will do, a mother will fight. She will, she will get down. She'll be down on her face, crying out, interceding and, and contending, contending mm -hmm. for their child. That's and that's Amen. what I believe is going to break because even like some of the people that that God has shown me, like there was so much you know hatred going against this one individual. And when the Lord showed me what this individual endured, I started crying and I started crying and I said, Lord, I go, she needs a mommy. That's what I said mm -hmm. because a lot of yes. these people don't have mothers. Mm -hmm. They don't have mothers. They have handlers. Yes, exactly. You got it. And that's that's the difference. So thank you so, so much, guys. I thank hope you. that this has blessed you. I hope that that this has brought um, it's brought some uh, understanding and some compassion, because I really believe that God is really trying to shift our hearts a little bit because we've become very hardened towards a lot of people. And as we that's why I really felt that um, as we would talk and we would share that as you start and you didn't even touch, you didn't even touch the, the, the horrific things that have mm -hmm. happened and, and what goes on. But as God has been just kind of shifting and saying, you know, let me give you my heart for my children. And I believe that as we start to pray, as we start to, as you were saying, Gina, as we start to come into unity, praying for the things that God has called us to do, I think that we're going to start to not only see that there's going to be a, a, a pullback, but I believe that there's going to be a breakthrough and God's mm -hmm. love is going to flood these places. Yes. And we are going to see the the greatest revival. It's not going to be a revival like you think. Yeah, it's not going to be a because the Lord said, he said, my greatest move on earth is coming. My greatest move on earth is coming. And it is an I've been hearing since 2018, we are in a love revolution. Oh, because cool. it's because it's the love that's going to revolutionize the way the church is moving. So thank you so much. And, and thank you again for coming on Touch by Prayer. If you guys are interested, I'm going to just put you off for one second. If you guys are interested in getting in touch with Gina, make sure that you go to her website, which is gina-phillips.com. Make sure that you say that you saw her on Touch by Prayer. And I'm just going to say this, guys. If it has, if this has touched you, if this has given you something, make sure that you sow into it. You always have 
have to sow into the places where you have been fed. I think it's so important that you bless people, especially those who are on the front lines. Keep her and her team in prayer. Don't give up because I am telling you, God is about to do some things and we are going to see God move in ways that we never thought possible. Thank you guys for tuning in for this special edition. Just remember to go out and touch someone. God bless and good night. Oh, I'm not getting any. <laughs> My thing is not moving. All right. I'm going to say good night. Bye-bye.